Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Well, hello, everyone. It's really good to be joining Bayview's online church service this weekend. My name is Mark Connor and really looking forward to sharing with you uh, what a crazy year it has been. Uh, here in Victoria, bushfires, the global pandemic, and the recent uh, Black Lives Matters riots and rallies. Uh, it really is an unprecedented time. And so I hope you're doing okay personally, navigating this uh, rapid water period in our life's journey. Uh, you know, it's really great to be part of a, a community like Bayside, uh, such a great church, uh, really good leaders, Stephen Liu and the rest of the team there. And, you know, we're much better when we're connected. Uh, with other people in relationship than doing life alone. And so it's really good to be joined uh, in relationship with other like-minded people uh, around a common mission. And so really privileged to be sharing with you today. I read a, a verse from the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 11 verses 14 in the New Living Translation says, Without wise leadership, a nation falls, but there is safety in having many advisors. Without wise leadership, a nation falls, but there is safety in many advisors or many counselors. Uh, you know, leadership expert John Maxwell says everything rises and falls on leadership. It's a pretty radical statement. But if you think about it, if there's something good happening somewhere, you can usually trace it back to a leader who's leading really well. If things are falling apart and in chaos, then you can usually trace it back to the fact there's no leader or someone is leading poorly. And so leadership really is important. And it's the same for a nation. We're seeing uh, the importance of national leadership right now, and we should pray for our leaders. But it's the same with a family, with a ministry, with a business, with a school, with any organization, any group. Uh, when there's wise leadership, things tend to go uh, really, really well. When there's no leadership or poor leadership, things start to fall apart. I wonder what you think of when you hear the word leader. <laughs> Maybe if you're like me, you say, uh, that's not me. You know, as a young person growing up, I never saw myself as a leader. Um, just kind of sounded like uh, too much responsibility. I could never be a leader. And so I'd describe myself as a reluctant leader. <laughs> I had other people believe in me, encourage me and see me as someone who could lead. I didn't see it in myself. And so uh, what do you think of when you hear the word leader? I think often we think of someone with a position or someone with a title like the prime minister. Oh, that's a leader. Uh, the senior minister uh, or maybe a supervisor or a manager or, or a director. Um, true, these are expressions of leadership. But I want to suggest to you today that leadership is much broader than just having a title or a position. At, at its most basic level, uh, leadership is simply influence the ability of one person to influence another. And so in many ways, all of us are leaders. Maybe you haven't seen yourself with that label, but all of us are leaders in that we're all influencing other people, whether we realize it or not, and we're being influenced. And so in many ways, we're all leaders and we're all followers. We're leading someone, we're following someone. And so the issue is not whether you are influencing other people. The real question is, what kind of an influence are you having on those around about you. And so my big idea today for this message is everyone is a leader. We all influence someone else. And, and that starts with leading ourselves. How I many you know we are probably the hardest person we'll ever lead? Uh, Self-leadership is important, but then we influence our friends, our family, 
Uh, we all have an influence at work or our school, and we influence in the church, the ministry involved in, and hopefully we have a, an influence on our broader world and society. And so today I want to talk about wisdom for leadership. Now, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there's wise leadership, uh, things go really well. And so we're going to talk about some wisdom for leadership from the book of Proverbs. Uh, how does leadership work? Um, as I said, I, I was a reluctant leader, and so I've had to learn about leadership. And so how does leadership work and what do leaders do? And the truth is, leadership is a pretty complex task. There are many things that a leader needs to be aware of and work with. And so I want to share a number of components or ingredients of leadership today and encourage you to apply this to your own life, to your family, to the small group you're involved in, to your work or your school, to the various relational environments you find yourself in. Think about your influence in those spaces and what leaders actually do. Uh, the first thing that leaders deal with is something called mission. Uh, mission answers the question, why? Why are we here? <laughs> and why do we exist? This is core stuff for every leader. Uh, Proverbs 16 verse 4 says, The Lord has made everything for his own purposes. I, I love that. N nothing that's been created doesn't have a purpose. And so our mission in life is not something we necessarily decide, but it's something we discover. And so have you taken time to think about how God has shaped you? For what purpose has he created you? Um, some key questions are, what are you passionate about? What drives you? What motivates you? Where is your curiosity leading you? You know, we're all unique. We have a unique purpose, a unique contribution, a, a unique meaning that we find in life. Uh, for some of it's creating. I just had a lunch with a, a couple and, and uh, the lady is a great artist and she, she could spend five or six hours drawing something, just gets in a zone creating, using her artistic ability. Maybe that's you or maybe your unique contribution is organizing things or, or caring for people, showing mercy and love or planning or communicating. You know, we all have a unique contribution. And so uh, mission answers the question, why are you here? What, what is your personal mission? It's a really good thing to maybe craft or draft a mission statement describing why are you here. You know, Bayview has a great mission. I love it. To be the go-to place on the Southern Peninsula for those seeking a relevant and community-focused church. That's a really good mission. A place to belong, to make friends, a place to bless, to make a difference, and a place to become, to make disciples. And so leaders have to deal with mission. The second ingredient is something called values. Values answers the question, who? Who are you? Who are we? And what is important to us? What are your values? And I think it's really important that we choose our values. Um, it's easy just to follow the crowd, to go with the trends in society or what others tell us is important. But to stop and think about what is important. What do I really value? Proverbs 22 verse 1 says this, Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. See the wisdom here? We all value certain things, but what is the hierarchy of your values? What's first? What's second? What's third? And here we're, we're given some wisdom. You, you know, a lot of people are pursuing money and think that money is the most important thing. Well, you could be wealthy and dishonest. You could be wealthy and untrustworthy. Uh, this... Uh, writer is saying, you know, what of more importance than wealth is your reputation, your character, your integrity. 
And so it'd be great if you just get a piece of paper and say, what do you value? Just put all your values on a piece of paper and then, then rank them and say, what's more important? What's less important? And know who you are. Uh, Bayview has some great core values, uh, God, people, authenticity, generosity, courage, relevance, excellence. And so leaders deal not only with mission, why are we here, but, but values, what, what's important to us. And a leader needs to communicate those values and then leave, live them out on, on a daily basis. And so what do you value? What are the values in the team or the ministry that you're a part of? This is part of leading well. The next ingredient is something called vision. Vision and mission are somewhat similar or interchangeable, but vision answers the question, where? Where are we heading in the next period of time? Next couple of years, well, what's on the horizon? Which direction are we heading? Uh, another proverb, Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no revelation. One translation says vision. The, the Hebrew word is a prophetic picture. Where there's no vision, no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. And so leaders are called to communicate a picture of a preferred future that motivates people with passion. And so mission, why are you here? Values, what's important to you? But vision, where are you heading with your life? What's on the horizon? Again, Bayview has a great mission and vision, but where are you personally heading? Your family, your team, uh, your, your work environment, uh, is it helping lonely people find friendship? Is that your vision? Is it bringing order out of chaos? Is it bringing justice for the oppressed or maybe caring for the hurting people in our society or adding creativity and color to life or bringing good news to those without hope? Well, what's your picture of the future? And it takes time, you know. I remember the old Polaroid cameras where you get a group of people and you take a photo of them and out pops this piece of paper. And what do you see? <laughs> Nothing. It's blank. It's white. And then over time, some blobs start to appear and then you go, oh, there's John and there's Mary. Uh, it takes time for the picture to appear. And vision's a bit like that. It doesn't just happen in an instant. We need to pray and wait on God and think about what am I giving my life to? Where am I heading? What's the vision for the future? Another ingredient in leaders who are wise is team building. Uh, team building answers the question, who? You know, the vision, the mission God's given you is bigger than you can achieve on your own. And none of us are as good as all of us. And uh, one definition of team, T-E-A-M, is together everyone achieves more. And if you think about Bayview as a community, well, what a wonderful team you have there. And together everyone is achieving so much more as uh, more leaders and volunteers are trained and mobilized to use their gifts to serve. Uh, Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, A man or a woman who isolates themselves seeks their own desire, and they rage against all wise judgment. Uh, another translation says, An unfriendly person or a loner or those who separate themselves uh, seek their own desire. In, in other words, doing life alone, just thinking about yourself, is not a wise thing to do. But when we join ourselves with other people and do life together in community and in team, we accomplish so much more, as well as enjoy the friendships that develop along the way. Another ingredient of leadership, I've got seven of them, so stay with me, is something called strategy. Strategy answers the question, how? How are you going to get from your current reality to your future vision? You've got this vision, you've got this mission, but how are you going to move from where you are now and make progress towards that vision becoming a reality. 
And so this is where we might set some goals or some objectives, some milestones to move us towards the future we believe God has given to us. And then there's something called planning. Planning answers the question, when? <laughs> okay, so you've got a mission, you've got a vision, you've now got some people you're doing life together with, and you've got a strategy, but, but when? Uh, this is where we allocate time and resources and energy towards that strategy. I love Proverbs 21 verse 5 in the Message Bible. It says, careful planning puts you ahead in the long run, while hurry and scurry puts you further behind. You know, it's easy to be very busy hurrying and scurrying and doing all kinds of stuff, filling our week with a lot of activity. But it's careful planning that puts us ahead in the long run. I don't know if you've ever thought of God as, as a planner. You know, sometimes we think using the word planning and Holy Spirit in the same sentence is a bit of a paradox. Like, don't we just follow the Spirit? Why do we need to plan? Well, God himself is an amazing planner. I love the Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 narratives, two different stories of the creation um, experience. And, you know, God's got, got this vision of a new world, a creation project, if you will. But not only does he have a vision, God has a strategic plan. And so on the first day, God makes the light. And at the end of the day, he goes, it's been a good day. He doesn't go, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't get this done. He's satisfied and he rejoices in what was accomplished on that first day or period of time. And then God went to bed or whatever God does at night. And then the next day he made the next thing. And then at the end of that day, he says, it's good. God had broken this vision of a new world down into six bite-sized chunks of work, all sequential, building on each other, all enough for each day. And after six days, the project was completed. On the seventh day, God took some time to rest and to celebrate and to rejoice in his work. And so don't think of God just as a visionary. Think of the strategic planning to think through how to make that vision a reality. And so it's the same with our life. You know, have you ever been by a, a house with a beautiful garden and you go, oh, that's an amazing garden. I wish my garden looked like that. Well, there's someone who had a vision probably got a, a vacant block of land or maybe a, a barren piece of unproductive soil. They had a vision, but they actually put a plan together. It didn't just happen overnight. There's some, some digging, some weeding, some seed sowing, some watering to create that beautiful garden. It's the same. How do you create a beautiful life? How do you create a beautiful family? How do you create an amazing team? How do you build a thriving business? How do you create a healthy uh, growing church. It's the same thing. You can have the vision, but there's the steps, there's the seasons you have to go through, there's the plan you have to put together to make that vision a reality. And so, so what are you building? What are you planning for? Uh, how is this week contributing towards where you'd like to be? And then finally, the final ingredient of wise leadership is something I want to call spiritual momentum. Spiritual momentum answers the question, what now? What now? What, what is God saying right now? You know, momentum is your best friend. Um, if you think of a train, if you've got a, a, a train that's stopped on the tracks, you can put a brick in front of the uh, first wheel and that train isn't going anywhere. But if you take the same train and it's going 100 kilometers an hour, that train is going to bust through a brick wall. 
The only difference is the movement. Same train, same ingredients, the movement, the momentum. And you know, when your life has a sense of momentum and forward progress, it's amazing how little things um, actually don't trip you up. In fact, you bust through some pretty big obstacles. But when there's no momentum, when you're stagnant, when you're not going anywhere, even small obstacles can stop you from making progress. And so this is all about timing. It's about looking at what God is doing and being in step with his plan and purpose for your life. I love Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend or rely only on your own understanding, your ability to figure everything out. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And so as we're thinking through our mission, our values, our vision, our team, our strategic planning, you know, that can just sound like a, a bunch of business gobbledygook. Uh, but the truth is they are ingredients of any great leadership initiative. The key factor for us as people of faith is this spiritual momentum to say, well, God, we, we want you involved. And so uh, we want to be listening to you and seeing what your spirit is saying. You know, if you've ever been on a lake, you can row across the lake and rowing is your effort. Um, you know, it, it's effective, but you're going to get a little tired, a little sweaty, or you can sail. Sailing's different. You still got to get on the water, got to get the boat out there, get the sails up. But if the wind isn't blowing, you're not going anywhere. You know, I think uh, Christian leadership is a lot more like sailing than rowing. We, we can do certain amount in our own strength, but wow, if we could just watch and listen and discern which way is the wind blowing? God, uh, show us your will. God, lead us. God, direct us. We catch that wind. I tell you what, if the wind's not blowing, you're not going anywhere. But if you catch the wind, you're in for the ride of your life. And uh, I love that about Bayview, your community that wants to keep in step with the Spirit. And so all these words aren't necessarily used in the Bible, but the principles are there. And so mission and values, they don't usually change too much from year to year. Uh, vision is seasonal. Um, we'll move towards the next horizon and then we need to think about what the next season is. Team building is continual. Strategy and planning need to be flexible. We're continually tweaking. Um, no one had COVID-19 on their strategic plan for this year. No one saw that coming. So we have to adjust. And spiritual momentum is continual. We're always listening, praying, saying, God, what are you up to? And so I want to encourage you to think about your life. Uh, you may not see yourself as a leader, but I'm suggesting we're all leaders. We all influence someone. It starts by leading ourselves and then seeking to influence those around about you. You know, sometimes we can be so busy leading, doing life that we're not thinking about where we're heading. And so this time is, is a time for us to pause and reflect and just be still. And so maybe your response today is just to see yourself a little differently than you have. Maybe you've never thought of yourself as a leader. You are influencing someone. It starts with yourself and those around you. Uh, what kind of an influence are you? Maybe your step today is to start leading your own life. And maybe today, take some time to think about what's your mission? What do you value? What's important? Where are you heading? Who's, who's your team? What's your plan? Uh, what steps are you taking? What's God saying to you? Maybe that's your response. Or thinking about the teams or the groups that you're in or the leadership roles you may have. And then finally, thinking about how we can all be a better influence on those around about us. You know, there are two instruments. One's a thermometer and one's a thermostat. A thermometer is a reactive instrument. If the room gets hot, the thermometer goes up. If the room is cold, it goes down. It responds to the environment. While a thermostat is a proactive instrument. 
that influences the environment. So if the room is cold, you can turn the thermostat up and it'll warm the room up. If the room is a bit hot, you can turn it down, it'll cool the room down. I believe God's called us to be thermostats, not thermometers. You might come to a heated situation, you can help cool it down. Or maybe things are a bit icy, you can help warm them up. Let's all be leaders, influences for good, wherever we are. Let me pray for you. God, today we realize that without wise leadership, a family, a team, a church, a nation falls. But when there's good leadership, everything thrives. And so we pray today for our national leaders that you would give them wisdom, particularly at this time. We pray for our church leaders that you give them grace and courage and discernment of your spirit. And for ourselves, may we all be better influences of those around about us. Be those thermostats that actually bring a positive um, input into the environments we find ourselves in. And so I pray a blessing on Bayview today and everyone watching. Uh, we'll be sure to give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks very much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.